Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Wednesday, the 2nd of August, 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon, we've got the five stories that have happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed down 1.3% today to 7,355 points. It was a very broad-based sell-off with around 80% of stocks ending lower on the day. Maybe the market just got a bit ahead of itself over the past week or so. It was just a bad day all around. No great call out, really. The utility sector did worst, though it had lots of friends, including the real estate investment trusts and financials. The tech sector did best, though that also went backwards. Where to start? Goodman Group, Commonwealth Bank, Westpac, ANZ, Fortescue Metals, Transurban and REA all fell by 2% or more. National Australia Bank, Macquarie, BHP, Santos, QBE, Brambles, etc., etc. And the list goes on. Those ones I mentioned, they fell by 1%. Only one of the top 25 stocks ended higher today, and that was WiseTech Global, which rose just 0.02%. Story number two, Housing Minister Julie Collins reintroduced legislation into the House of Reps today to set up the $10 billion Housing Australia Future Fund. That's the legislation that, if it doesn't pass the Senate provides the government with a trigger for a double dissolution election. The fund has been blocked by the Coalition and Greens, with the minor party demanding an agreement from National Cabinet for a rent freeze. Collins vowed to use every method necessary to break the deadlock. Meanwhile, Greens MP Max Chandler-Mather dismissed the prospect of Labor forcing a double dissolution election as an empty threat. He also said the Greens are willing to negotiate on the bill. Earlier in the day, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said Labor and the Greens had held substantial negotiations over the legislation. Story number three, yesterday Woodside CEO Meg O'Neill alleged protesters and a film crew trespassed at her home. Turns out the film crew was from the ABC. Communications Minister Michelle Rowland today said the behaviour of protesters was completely unacceptable. While she noted the operational and editorial independence of the ABC, she said the broadcaster would provide her with detailed commentary on the matter. Federal Resources Minister Madeleine King condemned the protesters, saying the behaviour could eventually lead to public figures needing security. Story number four, former US President Donald Trump has been indicted for the third time, charged this morning, Australian time, over his efforts to overturn his defeat in the 2020 election. In an indictment filed in federal court in Washington, Trump was charged with three criminal conspiracies to subvert the 2020 presidential election. He's accused of trying to undermine the counting of votes and the certification of the results with obstructing a congressional investigation into attacks on the US Capitol on January 6, 2021, and with conspiring against people's rights to vote and to have their votes counted. The charges carry penalties of as much as 20 years in prison. The federal investigation is the latest criminal case for Trump as he runs for the White House in 2024. Trump responded by saying it was the latest chapter in a pathetic attempt, that's a quote, by Democrats to interfere with the 2024 presidential election in which he says he is the undisputed front runner. And story number five, global ratings agency Fitch has taken its top tier sovereign credit grade from the United States, citing its growing deficits and an erosion of governance. This is partly an outcome of all the hoo-ha about the US debt ceiling needing to be raised a couple of months ago. Fitch cut the US one level from AAA to AA+. Tax cuts and new spending initiatives coupled with multiple economic shocks have swelled budget deficits, Fitch said, while medium-term challenges relate to rising entitlement costs, which are largely unaddressed. Now, a lower credit rating means borrowing costs for the US government will rise. 
Back in 2011, S&P cut the US rating to AA+, while the third main agency, Moody, still has the US at a AAA rating. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen quickly responded to Fitch's move, saying it was arbitrary and outdated. That's it for the afternoon report for Wednesday, the 2nd of August, 2023. Michael Thompson and I will be back tomorrow morning with a Thursday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your evening.